You're listening to the Bears Brothers Podcast and Post Game Show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I'm your host for today, William Ingalls, and my oh my, I'll tell you what, the view is sure pretty from atop the NFC North Division standings. The Bears currently with an 8-3 record own a game and a half lead over the Minnesota Vikings. However, it's not going to be an easy game this week. The Bears once again starting back up Chase Daniel at quarterback in opponent's territory, New York Giants. Not a great record this year, but going on the road with a backup quarterback, never guaranteed results. So a key game in the standings calls for some key matchups. So without further ado, let's kick it off with matchup number one, Roquan Smith versus Saquon Barkley. Battle of first round picks from the previous year's draft. In fact, battle of top 10 picks in this previous year's draft is going to really determine how the New York Giants offense operates throughout this game because Barkley is by far and away the lifeblood of the New York Giants on the offensive side of the ball. He currently has 171 carries for 829 yards and eight touchdowns. That's nearly five yards per carry and he also catches 81% of his targets out of the backfield. That makes him third on the team and receiving overall 581 yards and four touchdowns. This guy is a dynamic weapon. And of course, if you've watched any highlight reels to this point in the season, you've seen how much of a monster he is in the open field. However, that's exactly why the Bears drafted a guy like Roquan Smith in the first round. He currently has 81 total tackles and four sacks. He's been great in a lot of facets of the game. He knows how to cover sideline to sideline, which is going to be absolutely necessary when you're playing teams like the Giants and obviously as the league continues to develop and more of a speed spread system, a guy like Roquan Smith who can cover sideline to sideline will be more key. However, if there has been a deficiency in Smith's game to this point, he has struggled at times by taking people out of the backfield on routes. Theo Reddick got a couple routes in last week. However, Saquon Barkley is a completely different beast overall. It's going to be interesting to see how these top 10 talents are going to go against each other because like I said, if you can shut down Saquon Barkley, this Giants offense quickly becomes uh, shut down for the most part. Uh, Just a little extra thing on Roquan Smith. He currently needs to average about nine tackles a game if he wants to break Erlocker's rookie season record of about 125 total tackles. So that's something to keep an eye on. Smith has had over 10 tackles the last few games. Well, it will be interesting to see if he can continue to keep up that production and write his name into the Bears record books at such an early time. But overall, Roquan Smith versus Saquon Barkley will have huge implications for how the Giants will run their offense for the majority of Sunday's game. Second matchup for Sunday's game is going to be Taylor Gabriel versus Landon Collins. Now, Taylor Gabriel is currently the leading receiver for the Chicago Bears with 51 receptions, 527 yards, and two touchdowns. And he was wide open on a lot of underneath routes last week against the Detroit Lions. A lot of corners and safeties are willing to give him a lot of space underneath because they respect how fast Taylor Gabriel is. And I would be too. I would want to give that guy a lot of space because I sure can't beat him in a foot race to save my life. Now, he's going to be drawing a pretty difficult matchup. Landon Collins is one of the premier safeties in the NFL. He currently leads the Giants with 91 total tackles. 
He also has four passes defended, a forced fumble, and six tackles for loss on the season. Now, those tackles for loss are likely off of safety blitzes, but one thing I would pay attention to is a lot of that quick screen and quick action the Bears do with Taylor Gabriel potentially uh, on some quick screens to the outside, trying to get some of that pressure off of Chase Daniel. That could be another situation where Collins is definitely used to shooting the gap and shooting those plays. It will be an interesting matchup to see because Gabriel at this point has been the most reliable weapon, uh, surprisingly underneath, but overall, even as a big play threat for the Chicago Bears to this point on the year, he's going to be having a difficult uh, matchup, especially if he goes deep against Landon Collins. It'll be really interesting to watch this one play out throughout Sunday's contest. On to matchup number three, we have Charles Leno Jr. versus Oliver Vernon. Big surprise, Charles Leno Jr. is back on the matchups list, but his role this week is more important than ever with a guy like Chase Daniel playing quarterback. He's not nearly as... Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Mobile is Mr. Bisky. We definitely saw that on the throwback screen to Chase Daniel during the Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, Mitch Trubisky might take that one for a touchdown. Uh, Chase Daniel is just praying for a first down when he gets that ball in his hands. So, Let's get back to the matchup here. Charles Leno Jr. is currently the 13th ranked uh, tackle out of all tackles left and right on Pro Football Focus. Obviously, that rating fluctuates a little bit, and Pro Football Focus isn't always the best moniker, but I agree with this one for the most part. Leno's been very solid throughout this point in the year. He's going to be going against Oliver Vernon, who was a big free agent signing for the New York Giants a few years back, but hasn't really produced a whole bunch. He hasn't been able to replicate a lot of his success that he had in Miami. Uh, he's been bogged down with injuries a lot this year. He's only played six games and only has one sack. However, while his numbers might not be eye-popping, he's been relatively consistent. He has not finished a season with less than six and a half sacks since 2014. So there's definitely still some production to be had from Vernon this year. Leno's going to have to be on the lookout because he is an accomplished pass rusher and he cannot allow Chase Daniel to get under pressure, let alone sacked in this game because any type of strip sack or negative plays for this offense can be debilitating for drives, could take a team out of field goal range. Leno's going to have to stand tough in this contest against Vernon if the Bears want to win. On to matchup number four, we have Akeem Hicks versus Chad Wheeler. Now, Akeem Hicks scared a few Bears fans throughout this week, some missed practice time, and then especially on Friday, there was a little snafu with reporting whether or not he practiced limited or full, but Good news for Bears fans, Akeem Hicks is locked and loaded and ready to go on Sunday. He currently has 39 total tackles, 4 sacks, 7 tackles for loss, and most incredible to me, 3 forced fumbles. Akeem Hicks is playing in a 3-down front, so only 3-down linemen, for the most part absorbing 5 offensive linemen, and despite taking on all that contact, he still finds a way to get the ball out. That just tells you how talented of a player he is and how much of a ball-hawking defense this is overall. Now, he's going to be going against tackle Chad Wheeler, who is ranked 75th uh, amongst all tackles on Pro Football Focus. And to give you a little bit of perspective of how this year has gone for the Giants in the trenches, he isn't even their primary tackle, and it's not because the starter was hurt. Eric Flowers was benched due to performance uh, midway through the season, so Chad Wheeler is their backup in that respect. And he wasn't even planned to be playing at this point, but their offensive line has been struggling to a T so far to this point. So Wheeler's getting the start, and he's going to be drawing a very difficult matchup in Akeem Hicks. 
This is going to be one that the Bears really need to win. Defense is going to probably pave the way in this one, like I said earlier on. Probably not a whole lot of points scored in this game. So it's going to be key for Akeem Hicks to be getting into the backfield, creating those negative plays, and perhaps maybe even a takeaway in this game. A guy like Chad Wheeler is someone that Akeem Hicks should eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that throughout Sunday's game. And that leads us to matchup number five, our game breaker of the week, the most important matchup for either team coming away with a victory, and that is going to be Kyle Fuller versus Odell Beckham Jr. for the New York Giants. Now these guys I can definitely foresee playing on the same side for the Pro Bowl this year. I mean, that's of course if the Bears don't make it all the way to the Super Bowl, but I'll, I'll leave that one for a few more weeks at least. Now, these guys, like I said, incredible production to this point. Kyle Fuller has 42 total tackles, 15 passes defended, and five interceptions. The, the balls that he gets his hands on are more and more often turning into interceptions, which, is, which was his biggest weakness last season. However, he's going to be going against someone who also has some pretty outstanding numbers to this point in the year. 74 receptions, 1,017 yards. He's already passed the 1,000-yard receiving mark to this point in the season, and five touchdowns to go along with those massive receiving yards. Like I said, these are two guys who are at the top of their position, at the top of their game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch them go at it. I mentioned earlier the lifeblood of this offense is Saquon Barkley. However, the Bears can stop him on the ground. Odell Beckham Jr. probably is going to be that first target in the progression for Eli Manning with Saquon Barkley likely being that safety valve for the most part. So it's going to be important for Kyle Fuller to take away that main receiving option for the New York Giants. And of course, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to take it upon himself to be that security blanket and be that option and be open for Eli Manning, his quarterback. Game-breaking matchup right here. Can the Bears shut down their main receiving target? Or will Odell Beckham Jr. be able to get some plays in on Kyle Fuller? It's going to be a lot of fun to watch these late game, these late season matchups with players who are at the top of their craft. It's something that the Bears haven't been able to watch for a long time. Uh, it's, it's a long time coming, and it'll be a fun game to watch. Now that we've gone through our five key matchups of the week, that means it's time to go back through all of our matchups with the weekly winning edge where I determine which team has the advantage in every matchup. So without further ado, we're back up to matchup number one, Roquan Smith versus Saquon Barkley. This is going to be a really tough draw for Roquan Smith. I think he'll do an overall solid job, but Saquon Barkley is a guy who if you give even just a little bit of space in just one play to, he can change the dynamics of an entire game. I think he's going to be able to get at least one or two plays in, whether those are first downs or touchdowns. This is a scenario that I'm going to have to give the edge to the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley is just a very dynamic weapon. Roquan Smith, where he has struggled, has been these routes out of the backfield, and I don't think there are many people who run those routes better than Saquon Barkley in the NFL at this point in time. On to matchup number two, we have Taylor Gabriel versus Landon Collins. This is another one where we're going to have to side towards the New York Giants. Taylor Gabriel has kind of struggled going deep as of recent. He's a much more quarterback-friendly deep ball target to this point in the season than Allen Robinson. He's definitely a receiver who's going to fight for the ball every time it's thrown his way on a deep route. However, this one might be a little bit more of a, a knock on Chase Daniel than anything else. But to this point, if Taylor Gabriel's going deep and also on Landon Collins, like I mentioned those six TFLs earlier, I think he's someone who's going to be going downhill a lot when he sees Taylor Gabriel lined up in a position to take a quick screen. This is just a spot I like Landon Collins. He is one of the best in the NFL for a reason. And like I mentioned, you don't have your best quarterback in right now. And when you're going against one of the best safeties in the NFL, I'm going to have to give that edge to the New York Giants. 
On to matchup number three, we have the tried and true Charles Leno Jr. versus Oliver Vernon. Only six game played and one sack on the year. This matchup's going to go to Charles Leno Jr. Not a whole lot of analysis on this one. Leno's been consistent all year, and Oliver Vernon's consistently been off the field for most of the year. Edge definitely goes to the Chicago Bears here and Charles Leno Jr. Back to matchup number four, Akeem Hicks versus Chad Wheeler. Uh, I probably gave this one away a little bit when I said Akeem Hicks should eat Wheeler for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is competition that Akeem Hicks should absolutely destroy, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he does that on Sunday. Edge, Chicago Bears, and Akeem Hicks. That leads us right back to the game breaker of the week, Kyle Fuller versus Odell Beckham Jr. I kind of tipped my cap towards Landon Collins earlier because of the quarterback play. I'm going to do that same thing towards Kyle Fuller due to Eli Manning. If I had to, it's almost a wash between these two right now. Odell Beckham Jr., based on his size profile, might have a slight advantage on Kyle Fuller. However, Fuller's definitely made up that size advantage based on aggressive play in the past. But those two would probably be a wash. But with the way that Eli Manning has been playing, I'm going to give this one to Kyle Fuller. I think he's going to close those windows to a point that Eli Manning is not confident in fitting the ball into tight windows. So therefore, Kyle Fuller is going to get the edge, as will the Chicago Bears. There you have it, those five key matchups in the winning edge, three going to the Chicago Bears, two going to the New York Giants. It's tough to really say this is a runaway game. The Bears are definitely the more talented team, but you're going in to opposing territory with a backup quarterback. This game will be a lot closer than I think a lot of people would like to admit. However, like I said, Bears more talented team. They do own the edge in matchups three to two. And that's going to cover it for us for the five key matchups. Here's hoping that we're talking again next week with the nine and three Chicago Bears who still maintain a healthy lead in the NFC North. But the SAR of Chicago Bears coverage, Will DeWitt, has three keys that will unlock that nine and three record. So without further ado, the floor is yours, Mr. DeWitt. Thanks, Will. Great stuff, as always, man. Really do love listening to those five matchups each and every week. But yeah, let's go ahead and begin my three keys that will unlock a Bears victory here in week 13. And my very first key is to create pressures and takeaways on defense. Now, these are two areas where Vic Fangio's unit has excelled all season. And if the Bears want to ensure that they come away with the road victory against a bad team, well, they need to uphold their standards on both of these fronts. The Bears lead the NFL with 29 takeaways, including another league high with 20 interceptions. Now, the Giants, they do have the fourth least turnovers on the season, and they typically don't give the ball away. So the Bears, they're going to have to earn it, and I trust that they can. A great way to create takeaways will be putting pressure on Eli in the pocket. He's not really nimble and is prone to just take the sack when the pressure is kind of in his face. And Will already talked about how Hicks has a favorable matchup against Chad Wheeler. And on the game preview episode, I explained why the Bears should not have many issues creating any pressure from the edges as the Giants tackles, well, they've struggled this season. And for a team, they've given up 38 sacks this year. And as we've seen, if the Bears can kind of put their foot on the gas and their pass rushes at full force, opposing quarterbacks don't have much success. And that's due to having, of course, little to no time to throw. The Bears, with that talented secondary, can typically blanket receivers in that shorter time window. This week, I see creating pressure and takeaways as a symbiotic relationship. If the Bears want takeaways, it'll all come due to pressure. Speed up Eli's clock. Make him force a throw. The Bears have proven to be opportunistic in those situations. That's kind of the perfect recipe to take the crowd out of the game and perhaps even in the Bears' favor if there are enough fans in the Meadowlands. But if the Bears can create pressures, 
the Giants do a good job of taking care of the ball, like I mentioned, and they could find some success on offense. So getting pressure and, of course, translating that into takeaways are going to be two crucial keys this week. Now, moving right along to my second key, don't allow any quote-unquote big Barkley plays. The Bears' defense has a tough task in front of them on Sunday with Saquon Barkley in the backfield. He's having himself a very strong rookie season, and he presents multiple challenges on any given week. He's going to have plenty of touches, and even though maybe he didn't get those opportunities in the second half of last week's game, he's third in the NFL with 242 touches, and that's behind Gurley and Elliott. We need to kind of expect that he's going to be the engine that's going to make the Giants' offense go. So Barkley's going to get his touches, and he's going to go ahead and put up some yards, and that's fine. We can live with that. However, what the Bears must absolutely ensure does not happen is those big-time, highlight real plays that Barkley has the ability to make at any given moment. He leads the NFL with 10 rushes of 20-plus and with four rushes of 40-plus. And on top of that, 50% of his rushing yards this season have came on plays of 15 yards or more. So obviously, any of those big-time, highlight real longer runs, that's going to be devastating. If Barkley's able to pull one of those off and potentially score with a long field, that's going to just be giving the Giants some easy points without really making them earn it the hard way. Uh, we saw that a couple times in Miami, right? And that was with like the dinosaur, Frank Gore, leading the charge. The Bears, they have not faced someone like Barkley this season. Chicago has done a good job containing those speedy, shifty backs, um, but they've struggled a little bit against some bigger body, tough runners like Gore and even to some extent last week on Thanksgiving with Garrett Blunt. And Barkley, he's like a hybrid combination of the two. He has the speed to run away from the defense and the agility break free from tackles, but he's also a pure, he has that pure power and strength to truck defenders and break countless arm tackles. He averages 3.5 yards after contact per rush. He has 605 yards after contact on the season. And according to Pro Football Focus, he has avoided 53 tackles on the year. Not broken, but fully avoided. So no matter how he gets the ball, whether it be on a run or catching the pass out of a backfield, the Bears must ensure that he does not reach the second level of the field because that's where he becomes very dangerous. And it all comes down to fundamentals and discipline. So if Chicago's open field tackling bug kind of comes back this week, it could potentially lead for a long day defensively. That's just going to open up the rest of the Giants' offense. So containing Barkley, and more importantly, ensuring that he does not break the big one, will be crucial for the game's final outcome. And finally, my third key this week, don't beat yourself. Guys, really, this week, when you really think about it, it's not too complicated. Really, it's not complicated at all. The Bears are the better team, and they should win this game. The Giants are going to have a top-five pick in next year's draft, and we're right in the thick of the NFC playoff picture with the possibility of even earning a first-round buy if the cards kind of fall correctly. Two different teams on two totally different trajectories. This is a week where the Bears must not stoop down to the level of competition. If they become reckless with the ball on offense, which I don't expect from Chase Daniel or on the long shot, Trubisky starts, um, really, the Bears must not make any mental mistakes. Don't rack up any avoidable penalties. Don't leave plays on the field because any of those could be some ingredients for a potential recipe for disaster. If the Bears do not shoot themselves in the foot, we should come away with the win. And I don't think the Giants really can beat the Bears. However, the team that can beat the Bears this week is themselves, the Bears. If Chicago's able to come off of what Coach Nagy is calling that mini-buy, 
sharp and focused, ready to dominate, the Bears should be able to accomplish their goals this week and improve to 9-3 and three on the season. Then, and only then, can they set their sights on that big Sunday night football matchup against the L.A. Rams. But if they come out flat, make mistake after mistake after mistake, and I think the Giants then are good enough to kind of hang around, and we could be up, end up on the wrong side of the final score. Now, I say all of this, but again, I really do expect the Bears to bunker down and show out in New York. But again, if they overlook the Giants, Chicago could be in trouble. All right, well, that's going to do it for my three keys of the game. Again, the Bears on defense they need to be able to create pressure on Eli Manning, continue their knack of creating turnovers, finding a way to avoid those big-time plays from Saquon Barkley, and, of course, as a collective unit in all three phases, do not beat themselves. And just like that, it's time to wrap up this episode. And if you missed any of our previous Week 13 preview episodes throughout the remainder of this week, I encourage you to head back into your feed and give those a listen before kickoff. And other than that, I hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you as soon as the final whistle blows on Sunday afternoon. But until then, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.